Good morning. We're going to read a letter that a man named Paul wrote to a church in a city named Corinth. And Paul uses a picture of running a race. And in this picture, he tells us that what it takes to actually run the race well. And he likens this race, this picture, to what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So there's going to be three things that I want you to pay attention, all you kids, students, bridge families. There's three things that I want you to pay attention in order for us to get ready to run the race. And each one starts with the letter P. So as I said, uh, we're going to be learning from this letter that Paul wrote to this church in Corinth. And we're in the middle of a series that we're calling Be the Countercultural Church. And what we're saying is that there are certain values, certain things that our culture gives to us. And then there are certain values and certain statements and certain truths that we learn from the gospel. And our job is to intersect with culture, understanding the values of the gospel and living out those values. And today we're going to be reading from chapter 9, but I'm going to read from a different version than I normally read. You see, the Bible wasn't written in English. It was uh, written in a different language, and there are different translations and different versions of those translations. And today I'm going to read a different translation because I really think there's a phrase, the way that they word a phrase, the way they translated a phrase in there, that I think is very important for us to get today. And so I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 9, starting at verse 19. Here we go. Even though I am a free man with no master... I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under the law, even though I am not subject to the law. I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law. So... I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey hope you caught it. There, there, there is this phrase of four words. Bring them to Christ. Over and over, Paul writes, bring them to Christ. And what we need to understand is that the point, the first P word, the point of the race, the point of the mission we are to continue is to bring people to Jesus. The point of our lives as followers of Jesus, the point of running the race is so that we can bring people to the point where they can encounter Jesus, encounter the gospel, and their lives are changed forever. But what about all that stuff that Paul was saying? He, he was saying like to the Jews, I became like the Jews. To the Greeks, I became like the, the Greeks. What was going on there? What, what was he trying to say? The, if the point is to bring people to Jesus, why mention all of these things? Well, what we need to understand is what Paul wasn't saying. Paul wasn't talking about some duplicitous act. He wasn't talking about being a hypocrite. In fact, what we need to understand is that Paul is not talking about imitation, he's talking about immersion. Paul's not talking about imitation, he's talking about immersion. Actually becoming a part of the culture around you. 
to laugh when your culture laughs, to cry when your culture cries, to celebrate, to live life in the culture that God has put you in. Paul is talking about the heart of a missionary. The second thing we need to understand is that Paul is not telling us to abandon the values of the gospel. Paul is not telling us to look at the values of culture and say, okay, since I need to immerse myself in culture, I need to just live by the values of culture alone. That is not what Paul is saying. In fact, Paul is saying that he, he obeys the law of Christ. What happens when you live out the heart of a missionary, what happens when you have a missional heart is that you encounter your culture, you love the culture, and you respond with the gospel. You encounter culture, you respond to culture, and you respond with the gospel, and you love culture. And so what Paul is calling us to is to a life of agility. And what it means to be agile, what, what it means to have agility is to, to be able to, to switch uh, directions on a dime, to stop and be able to pivot and move back and forth. Let me give you uh, a picture of what that looks like. I mean, not physically, because that wouldn't happen. That would be bad. It would be like a lumbering ox instead. Of, never mind. The picture of agility is this, an NFL running back. Not a, not a lumbering running back, but one that can just move from side to side. Think, for those of you who've been around a little bit longer, think of Barry Sanders. How about Brian Westbrook? Yeah, I'll throw you a Philadelphia Eagle. How about Brian Westbrook? Or a real running back, Saquon Barkley. I heard booze. That wasn't okay. What happens when they have the ball? When they have the ball, the goal is to get into the end zone. The movement that they have is always directed at getting to the end zone, to getting to that goal line. They may move to the left. They may move to the right. They may even move backwards. But the whole flow, the whole purpose of their movement is to get to that end zone, to get to the goal line. While the methods of advancing the gospel may change, while the methods may change according to our culture, and we may move to this side or move to this side or this way or that, the methods may change, but the mission remains the same. And it goes back to that point. To bring people to Christ. To go and make disciples. The point of the race, the point of our mission is to bring people to Christ, to go and make disciples. And in order to do that, we need to do that with a heart of a missionary. And we need to do that with agility, able to adjust back and forth on the fly, adjusting our methods while never changing the message or the mission. So purpose of the race, bring people to Christ to go and make disciples. And in order to do that, in order to accomplish that purpose, we need to prepare in order to accomplish the purpose, we need to prepare. We need to prepare. Paul describes this disciplined life of the athlete. He begins to describe this, this, this life of, 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 of this athlete that is training. And what you need to understand is that Corinth was actually a sports town. You know, Philadelphia is a football town, right? Philadelphia, that's why you booed me before. Uh, because Philadelphia is all about the Eagles. Eagles and cheesesteaks. That's pretty much all Philadelphia is about. Eagles and cheesesteaks. And they're a sports town. Now, Corinth was also a sports town. Back in those days, in, in, in those 
those ancient days, the biggest sports event was the Olympics. The biggest sports event was the Olympics. The second biggest sports event was the Isthmian Games. And those games actually occurred in Corinth. And so Paul is using a picture that the people would understand. And he begins to talk about how these athletes train, they train to win this prize that withers away. What you need to know is this, that the Olympic Games, the people who won the Olympic Games, they won a garland of olive leaves. The Pythian Games were a garland of laurel leaves. The Nemean Games, a crown of wild celery. Why? Who wants to train to get a crown of wild celery? The Isthmian Games was a garland of pine leaves. So what Paul is saying is that these athletes are working so hard to wear vegetables on their head, which will wither and die in just a few days. And he's saying, you work so hard, you train so hard for this. How much more should you work and train for the eternal prize of winning people to Christ? And so he calls on us to prepare, but how do we prepare? How do we prepare? Well, just like an athlete, it's important to maintain a healthy diet and a healthy life of exercise. That's what we have to do as well as followers of Jesus. But, but let's not fall into the trap of thinking that it's about how well we do something or about this list of do's and don'ts or, or all these things. What we need to understand is remind ourselves of our vision and our values. At Calvary Church, we desire to continue what Jesus started. And our values are connect and impact. And what we've said is, as we connect with God and he impacts our lives, we are to connect with others and impact the lives of others. It has to flow in that progression. In order to prepare, I need to come to the one who has all authority, to the one who has all power. I come to Jesus, allow him to connect with me and impact my life. And then through his power, I go and connect with others and impact the lives of others with the gospel. That's how it happens. It's a steady diet of intake and going out and exercising outwards towards others. So what does that mean with intake? Well, maybe maybe intake is a time of, of prayer that you add to your life. Or maybe it's a time of, of reading the Bible. Maybe you read this week uh, all of 1 Corinthians. Maybe you memorize one of the verses in 1 Corinthians. Maybe you spend some time just singing or journaling or, or doing some sort of spiritual discipline. But let's not stop there because that's about intake. And if we're not careful, all we do is take in and take in and take in and we become spiritually obese. We need to actually go out and exercise our faith and live it out. So what does that look like? Well, maybe it's going out and serving those who have been impacted by floods this week. Uh, Maybe it's going and forgiving someone that you have just held on to this anger and bitterness towards. Maybe you need to go and tell someone the gospel and actually use your words to speak it. Maybe you need to live out the gospel and actually be a picture of Jesus to someone. There's different ways that you can prepare by both taking in and exercising that spiritual walk outwards. So this week, I want you to do one of those things. Which one? Whichever one you rolled your eyes at. Whichever one you were like, I don't want to do that. Oh, memorize something? That's not for me. 
Read all the first Corinthians. I can barely get through the first chapter. Whichever one you rolled your eyes at, would you like forgive someone? Nuh-uh, not doing that. Go clean out someone's basement? I'm not doing that. Whichever one you said, I'm not doing that, that's the one I want you to do. Do that one. It's time to prepare. It's time to take in and connect with God, connect with Jesus, and allow him to impact our lives so we can go out, connect with others, and impact the lives of others with the gospel. So this week, I want you to prepare. But what I want you to understand is that we prepare with a heart of love. What motivated Jesus, what motivated all that Jesus did was a heart of love. What motivates us in our walk, what motivates us in running this race must be love. It must be love. So we're going to prepare. We're going to keep our eyes focused on the point of the mission, which is to bring people to Jesus, to go and make disciples. We're going to prepare by understanding that all power and authority is Jesus. So we're going to have to connect with him in order to go and connect with others because we can't do this on our own. Sometimes the race is difficult. Sometimes it's heartbreaking. We can't do this on our own. So we're going to, the point of it is to win people to Jesus. And we're going to prepare by connecting with Jesus and then going out and connecting with others and impacting their lives. And then we need to understand one last thing. We need to understand that the mission needs to be personal. It needs to be personal. It has to start with us. It has to start with our own hearts. William Barclay is um, someone who's written different Bible commentaries. And when it came to this passage, he wrote this. Certainly we cannot serve others until we have mastered ourselves. We cannot teach what we do not know. We cannot bring others to Christ until we ourselves have found him. Look at the end of the passage. The end of the passage says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. This whole passage was about Paul being an effective witness to others. But he ends the passage by flipping the script and saying, guys, it needs to first start with me. It needs to be personal. The mission of Jesus has to be personal. And sometimes, sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget that it has to start with the gospel impacting myself. I know a lot of you have had different things impact you over the past couple of weeks, and some of you have had bad weeks. And I know that because I've talked to some of you. The truth of the matter is, is that these past two weeks were not great for me either. In fact, last week, last week was probably one of the hardest that I've been through. It felt like every day, not just something was going on, but multiple things would happen in the day, whether it was at work, whether it was at home, whether it was personal, whatever was going on, it just felt like just, just one of those weeks. Have you ever had one of those weeks? And then by the end of the week, I, was, I felt hurt, I felt drained. And not only that, I was just so upset because I had hurt others as well in the week. And for those who have hurt especially for those on staff that I've hurt, I am sorry. I am sorry for that. And by the end of the week, I was so drained. And at the end of the week, I was second-guessing everything about myself. And I was second-guessing everything that I was doing. And so I called a friend of mine. 
And to be honest with you, I called him because I felt guilty because I hadn't talked to him for a while. So I called him up and my friend, his name is Jerry Borton. Jerry was born with cerebral palsy. He lives his life out in a wheelchair and he's used that setting as a springboard to advance the gospel and impact people's lives. So I called Jerry and we're talking and I started talking to him about my week. And he says, I get it. In fact, there are days where I really question God, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And Jerry said, you know, sometimes I ask God, God, am I doing what I want to do or what you wanted me to do? Am I really supposed to be doing this? So I'm listening to Jerry and said, Jerry, well, what keeps you going? What keeps you moving forward? What is it that drives you? And Jerry pauses, and as he pauses, I start to fill in the answer to my own question. I'm like, surely he's going to tell me all of the lives that he's impacted. Surely he's going to tell me about all the things that God has done through him, the way his ministry has impacted other people. Uh, surely that's what he's going to say to me. And Jerry gets quiet and then finally says, what drives me? What keeps me moving forward? What keeps me moving forward, Jerry says this to me, what keeps me moving forward? is that I did nothing to earn the love of Jesus. What keeps me moving forward is that I can do nothing to lose the love of Jesus. What keeps me moving forward is that Jesus loves me. And in that moment, it was as if a tidal wave smacked me in the face with a reminder of Jesus's love. What has to happen is that what can keep me going forward, what only keeps me going forward in our lives, what keeps us moving forward in this race that we run is the simple truth that Jesus loves me, that Jesus loves you, that because of his love, he came and he is with us. The love of Jesus, the presence of Jesus is what keeps you going forward. The gospel needs to impact my life in such a way that it overflows and I cannot help but go to others and just tell them this good news that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. You see, I need to understand this. I need to understand this. That when it comes to the race, when it comes to the mission of Jesus, I am not just a participant. To Jesus, I am the prize. When it comes to the race that you need to run, when it comes to the mission of Jesus, you are not just participants in this mission. To Jesus, you are the prize. Let that resonate in your heart. Let that love become so real that it cannot help but overflow because the people that Jesus has sent us to are the very people that he loves so dearly. Jesus loves you. He loves you and he's with you. We have three points that begin with the letter P. So kids, I hope you've been listening, but I'm going to go over them real quick. The first is this, the point of the race is to win people to Jesus, to go and make disciples. In order to do that, we need to prepare. We prepare by connecting to Jesus 
and allowing him to impact our life. We connect to the one who has all power and all authority and allow his strength and his power to motivate us going forward and equip us to continue to run this way. And then we need to understand that the race is personal, that it starts with us, that Jesus loves me and Jesus loves you and that he is with you and he will never leave you. The point of the race is to go and make disciples. We prepare by connecting to the one who has all power and authority, knowing that this personal race is with a God who will never leave us. You know, that reminded me of something that Jesus once said. Jesus said in Matthew 28 this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Calvary Church, it's time to run the race. In this time, probably like none other that we have recently seen, our culture, our world needs the gospel. So let's run the race and let's run the race to win. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your love. We thank you for how powerful that love is. For the fact that you will never abandon us. Help us to connect with you and allow you to impact our lives so we can connect with others and impact the lives of others. God, I ask you that you would run before us and allow us to follow you. And I ask you that lives will be changed. Lord, we ask you that you would just bring people to you. Strengthen this church. Give us courage. Give us diligence and agility. Give us a heart that overflows with the gospel. We pray this in the name of Jesus.